1: The COB is presented by Rabobank. Awarded 2023 SMSF Savings Bank of the Year
2: by Mozo.
1: Good afternoon to you. It's Wednesday and it's really nice to be here with you for the COB. I'm Nadine Blaney. And I'm
2: Danny Okuye. And Danny, there is no, no rally great- to talk about this afternoon. No, it looks like it was starting to try and, you know, a bit of buying coming in, but no, it looks like it got slammed in the last 20 minutes. And uh, I've currently got the ASX 200 off around 56 points or almost eight tenths of a percent. And there we go, the SIBO 200 off almost 10 points it is a bit like that you can see people i think scuttering off to the doors taking the risk off the table aussie dollar also a little bit weaker which is classic risk off so Mm -hmm. yeah that u.s inflation read. everybody doesn't want to be in the firing line
1: yeah it is looming large i'm just noticing some breaking news coming from the uk the sterling and it just reminds me of a conversation i had with tony sycamore on the trade today Uh, but the sterling has fallen. It's down about 0.2% versus the greenback after data came through showing that the UK economy is looking a bit softer than expected. So National stats saying that there's been a July fall in GDP, the largest since mm. December 2022. Look, I know we're not over uber focused on the UK economy
2: right now. Um, but, you yeah. know, it is something Sign to of, put in the mix. Absolutely. And, like, they are really in a nasty situation yep. over there. They've got really high inflation. They've had wages growth. Um, you know, we can debate till the cows come home whether Brexit's in there as well, causing problems. But Europe's not looking great. No. I mean, that whole thing of slowing growth with high interest rates, we're not going to word mention the word stir inflation. But no, yeah.
1: but uh, it is a risk. Tony was sort of saying that factoring into his view now, is the fact that one of the ECB members has said that you know you can't rule out a revision in their inflation expectations higher so he's Mm. saying look like you cannot there's not Mm. a zero percent chance Mm. of an interest rate hike even coming through when it comes to the ECB and what I'm paying a little bit more attention to uh, lately of course is the price of oil up around 10 month highs Mm. the charts are set
2: up for a further break higher oil petrol is inflationary in fact We saw it. The whole commodities basket's been on the move. Mm -hmm. I actually saw the kook tweeting today how much the, uh, I'll see if I can pull it up, the commodities basket has moved up. And of course, this is the real concern that uh, the trend was, here we go, the CRB index is up 15% over the last couple of months. So... Just as inflation was starting to trend down, if we get these extraneous you know, forces and we can't necessarily control the oil price mm-hmm. or the gas price at the moment, food prices, a lot of natural disasters coming through. Yep. So you know, bond yields have been ticking up. And as we all know, equity markets don't like higher bond yields and particularly those technology stocks. So our technology stocks really sold down, I think, to, they haven't seen back to levels at the beginning of July.
1: Yeah, and that came up on the call today uh, quite a bit when we were talking about some of these companies, just bond yields, where they're headed. But also, um, I'm going to pat you back here, you know, talking about higher petrol prices, the CBA household spending data came through for the month of August, and a surge in international students' higher petrol prices And the
2: FIFA World Cup. Oh, lo and behold.
1: It drove (laughs) increased household spending in August. So, uh, look, I'm giving uh, credit where credit is due. Danny was joking yesterday a little bit about how FIFA World Cup has probably driven us to spend a bit more. And uh, that is what came through. But I highlighted on my Twitter feed, higher petrol... Prices. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So, uh, three themes, we are watching and waiting for that inflation 10.30pm local time. We'll get that in the United States, hot or not, it will go a long way to forming the Fed's view on what yep. they do
2: in terms of rates next. Absolutely. And, of course, you know, the tech route is interesting because Apple had its big iPhone 15 launch today and it was a sell the, sell the event, which is typical. Lots of brouhaha. And we'll get this onto this with our guests probably. But, you know, concerns about geopolitical tensions playing out with Apple, as in are they in the firing line? So I've written about that a little bit today okay. in The View. Um, um, but yeah, it really is a risk-off day. All
1: right, let's take a look at that pain that we saw in the tech space, in particular. So, I mean, some might say buying opportunity in the names like Wise Tech and Zero. In fact, Zero was a double buy on the call today. If you'd like to have a listen to that episode, podcast or online, down by two percent, Tech One off by more than two percent, Altium as well. So you can see it's sort of across the board. I don't know what's going on. With block there. Um, but there you go. Yeah. Industrials also being hit hard today.
2: Yeah, and uh, transurban, classic case in point. I was just speaking to somebody about infrastructure stocks, so they will move with bond yields. Brambles, they had great results. The market was a little bit concerned. They were too optimistic for the outlook. They've been hit as well, probably over economic growth. And uh, interesting, Seven Group really bucking the trend. And uh, Wally, on the other hand, is down over 1%. It's so interesting when I look at these. Um, today, Computer share, share on
1: the call. Yeah. Daniel Ortiz, I think we'll move this. He said that Computer Share is actually more like not tech, financial what's services. It, what's it yeah. doing in industrial? Not sure, <laughs> I think that might be a mistake. But uh, Seven Group and Worley were mentioned on the call today, yeah. actually by Rudy Filippic van Dijk from FN Arena. Do you know him? Anyhow, oh, yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> he actually named them as potential alternatives to Monodelphis, which was the stock of the day on some news that it... Had out this morning, look, uh, REIT's getting hit hard, consumer discretionary, no big surprise there. But if you're looking for a bit of positivity, maybe look toward the healthcare sector. We've got uh, Fisher & Paykel up by 1%. We had oh, a couple of broker notes yeah. on that one today.
2: Relatively speaking, they've done quite well, except for things like Telix, which has obviously run quite hard recently. So there you go.
1: Utilities, are you looking for a defensive area of the market? Um, It Mm. was higher, um, you know, a little bit earlier on. But look, it's been a pretty poor performance right across the board today
2: yeah and um, but we have had a little bit of corporate news haven't we yeah, um so like across across there packs really interesting the major shareholder so. looking to take it off the market it's i think the stock's off about 60 percent so uh they've made a bid at 68 cents a share so pact is up today i i just thought it was interesting reading the commentary saying and i think that this
1: is just just a interesting point saying look it's going to be a lot easier for this company to get itself back on track you know it's dealing with a lot of headwinds, including you know inflationary pressures. Saying they have full confidence in management and the employees, but without the ASX listing, things would just be a lot, a lot easier, easier. Yeah. a lot more cost effective. You know, um, so just a, a bit of a trend to watch because we also talk you know about a lot of companies choosing not to list, you know, remaining private. Um, Qantas, it's just the ongoing. Well, they lost their high court challenge Absolutely. when it comes to uh, whether or not they let go of workers illegally. That's a it's a big one, you know, just It is a big damage continues. Yeah,
2: and it is symptomatic, as you say, of all those changes that were made by management to uh, cut costs. Star Pharma, I think they got a positive DEP. Let's quickly yeah. grab that. Clinical results um, for their... I'm not even going to try and pronounce it. Irinotecan, um, presented at the Oncology, International Oncology Conference, sending that stock up 21%. Yeah, those
1: biotechs are just so sensitive to any of that positive news and negative news as well, oftentimes it's sort of a binary outcome. Um, so watching Star Pharma, but uh, I did sort of uh, allude to the fact that Monodelfos was stock of the day today day offer a contract win, a major, it always says major contract win with I think it was Liontown. So let's take a listen to what my guests had to say.
3: other opportunities out there in adjacent sectors, um, particularly in some of the small caps, you know, look relatively interesting. So, you know, we'd be happy to, to give this one a bit of a miss or an avoid. Um, you know, I think there's other opportunities to play the space, but certainly can see the value proposition here going forward with those CapEx budgets. I think one that had a great report and it's had a few years of good reporting now is XRF Scientific. And, you know, it's not so much in the construction space, but they offer consumables and, and capital equipment more in the exploration and uh and um and test analysis the core logging analysis there and it looks like they've been able to grow you know Obviously, exploration's been a tailwind for them, but uh, you know market share gains and, and price rises through the consumable segment looks quite attractive. And you know the company's rightly had a pretty big re-rate here, but we still think that's a lot more of an interesting opportunity than something say Montedelphis, which really Nadine, it's the default way to play the sector. You know, if you talk to a fundy, if they want to play the sector, they'll buy Montedelphis. So it can, it can be a bit of that crowded trade. I did after the policies, have have a good look at 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 the sector and there's many other shares where there's nothing priced in in terms of contracts. So analysts and investors are obviously not that confident. But that means that if a contract falls their, their, their way, then share price response mm-hmm. can be quite violent. I guess it, it all depends on your risk appetite now and on how well you know the, the, the subsequent companies because there's easily two dozen, maybe three dozen companies that fall in this sector mm-hmm. um, and they all predominantly of, of smaller size. Um, if you want to go.
1: So I did mention that both of my guests, in fact, did give us and alternative idea in that space. So you will have to listen or watch that episode if you would like to find out any more about that. Um, Danny, shall we get to our
2: guest? Absolutely. And Will Assimes from Macro joins us in the studio. Hey, Will. Lovely to see you. Good to see you again. So tell us about China and, you know, what's going on there? Geopolitical tensions moving up again. Is the growth outlook looking any better?
0: Yeah, it's a thematic that we're watching uh, quite a bit at the moment. Uh, The US-China trade war has really kicked off a decoupling between the two largest economies in the world. And that's now starting to flow through down into different geopolitical lines as well. Um, So the trade's still been growing between the two, but what we're seeing is that trade with other countries is now Mm. outstripping the the trade growth between uh, China and the US. Uh, And one of the issues is obviously the tariffs. trade growth in non-tariff goods is still growing, but not really as much in the tariff goods, and there aren't many of them. Uh, about two-thirds of um, Chinese exports to the US are under tariff, and about 58% of mm. uh, US exports to China are also under tariff. So uh, it's a big issue at the moment, and there's been a significant, I guess, trade reorientation uh, that's now having flow-through effects uh, into the market, and there's been a, a significant shift uh, away from that. Um, those two trade parties. so. It's certainly starting to, I guess, result in a bit of a fragmentation of the world economy uh, and these realignment of, of trade alliances. Um, so the US is now buying a, a lot more of their goods um, outside of China, mm. and that's going to start having flow through effects into different companies. It's put a, a handbrake on growth in areas like semiconductors uh, and um, telecommunication equipment as well. Uh, and so Apple is a great example of that. Mm. Apple um, produces the majority of their products in China and is China gonna start making that more difficult um, through tariffs and through other means? Uh, The US has come out uh, with Biden in August signing an executive order um, prohibiting um, some foreign direct investment into um, national defence areas like semiconductors. Mm. Yeah, uh, it's
2: interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah,
0: it's a a big issue at the moment. Uh, And even AI, the AI buzz has significantly uh, carried the markets this year with a 16% um, year-to-date gain. But the Biden executive order prohibits um, Mm. some of the investment into those areas, and so it's entirely possible that that Um, potentially pops the bubble a little bit early. Um, Obviously those those companies are trading on pretty extended multiples uh, at this point in time. And so we're seeing a bit of a tech route at the moment. I think some of those companies probably do need a bit of a a reset before pushing higher. Um, So it's definitely an issue that I think needs to be watched quite closely. uh, And for investors looking to identify those companies that have robust margins, ideally uh, diversified geographical operating segments that aren't going to be as impacted by um, tariffs and that side of things. And we've even seen it domestically with Treasury Wine Estates mm-hmm. um, that really had to formulate a new business plan to expand their operations out of the Chinese market. Uh, and they've done very well to expand into the US and, mm. and capture all the market share there. But I think the question becomes can every um, company do that as seamlessly? And yeah. I think the answer is probably not. And so those uh, high-risk companies that do have um, that exposure that's potentially under threat uh, and looking to, to manage the portfolio accordingly.
2: Wow, indeed. I heard actually Mexico is now the major trading partner with, believe it or not, with the US. Um, Maybe we should come back to uh, Australia and uh, in terms of really how the market is panning out. It doesn't seem to be going anywhere at the moment. Well, we're really stuck in this trading range and um, it it because it is in a trading range, are you guys seeing it as a really good stock picking market?
0: It's definitely more of a stock picking market at the moment. Um, I think being aware of the the macro backdrop and thematics like this is really important, but it is far more a stock pickers market. Um, There isn't a whole lot of direction at the moment. Um, You're up 0.5% one day and down 0.5% the next. Uh, And there's a very select handful of companies that are actually rallying in the current market. And so I think looking for value at this point in time, you mentioned earlier about WiseTech being a a double buy. on the on the call earlier and i think wise well, at these levels it's the leading tech name in australia although it's going to have um uh, some sort of reduced a bit to margins through investment um, in integrating some of their uh, acquisitions next year. Their a bit to margins meant to rebound to over 50% in 2025, I believe it is. So, looking for those value plays, uh, I think, is is the aim at this point in time.
1: Yeah, well, you answered my question because when you were referencing US tech, uh, you know, I saw a headline this week who's left to buy the magnificent seven? <laughs> um, well, presumably uh, there is still room for these tech names to be bought here in Australia. So you see pullbacks like today as a potential buying opportunities for those quality names but you also get the sense that you know there could be, you know, patience might be a virtue. They could fall further. There could be yet another opportunity to come.
0: I think particularly with US CPI out tonight, I think the forecast is 3.6%. If it comes in higher than that, I think we probably do see a bit of a repricing. Everything's Mm. been all all fine and dandy for a while now. Inflation has been coming down like clockwork. Uh, The Fed's paused the last few months. I think anything that disrupts that soft landing story, could see uh, equities move reasonably fast. So uh, the way to potentially play an investment like Tech would be to dollar cost average in, um, say you want it to be a 5% allocation, look to do lots of 1.5% over the course of a few weeks. Uh, and that way it's kind of a win-win. If it pulls back, great, you get to buy cheaper. If it rallies, you've got that conviction behind and you're dollar cost averaging in either way.
1: All right, well, let's end on a bit of strategy. Everybody loves strategy. Will Symes, Macro Capital, thanks Thank for joining us. us. Thanks, Will. You know what has been a feature, and we've talked about it, Danny, every day about a lot of the leaders and the laggards. We can bring them up. Is that oftentimes it's happening on no news, or Absolutely. you know, uh, a lot of... reverberations from old news, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I... Lake Coronado, Capricorn,
2: Bapcor, trading stocks, Indiana. There's no news. No, they're just trading stocks, totally trading. And it looks like, I think Babcor's been in a sweet spot as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I just think, you know, it's... It's sometimes markets, stocks do things and there's no definable reason. And, you know, I listen to the big boys over in the US and sometimes they scratch their heads as well and go, "Yeah, it's you know, not just us. it's, yeah, it's not just us. Like literally the uh, traders are in there and that is what is happening at the moment because the index is just not, we're very yeah. rudderless at the moment. So people need to make money and they are going to find excuses, whether it's technical, uh, whether it's momentum or whether or not there is a rumor out there that we don't know about to put money in or take money out. Just off that list is Sims
1: Metals. And that was obviously in the news yesterday after it really did rejig its outlook on weakness coming through in the United States. Interesting to see what's been happening with the brokers today. So target price cut by Goldman Sachs. Yep. Target price cut by UBS. Target price cut by 5% to $14.30 by Citi. But it's actually been upgraded to neutral. By City, even despite that price target cut. So Sims did gain a little ground today after yesterday's real shellacking up by one and a half. Laggards, is there anything really notable here apart from
2: XDiv? Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm just wondering, Eagers was ex-div? No, was it at XDiv or not? Uh, I'm
1: not seeing Eagers being XDiv, but no. my IGO was XDiv. Yep. Chalice Mining has just been so volatile. They did do a presentation at a Bell Potter Emerging Leaders Conference today, um, but there's been so much focus, actually. Uh, There's been a change in substantial holding, last name, Goiter. Uh, Of course, Goiter is chair, I think, or maybe it's just significant shareholder in Chalice Mining. Right. Apologies, I should know that. Um, So I'll be reading that, change in directors notice with much interest. Um, But yeah, there's nothing really, again, else. I mean, Medibank was one of the worst performers. It traded ex-dividend today. Uh, Blue Scope uh, was one of the worst performers, but really the, not on
2: any news. Yeah, a lot of, uh, we're really, we go from uh, famine uh, to feast in reporting season, and it looks like we've gone back to famine again. <laughs> and September's, uh, well, proving to be volatile if nothing else. Wake me up when September's done, I've heard that before.
1: Okay, so small to medium caps, let's see what happened here. I can't really no. see any discernible trend, but if we flip the page, and we can get across some of those Novonix. I spoke actually with Dr. Chris Burns. Yes. The interview is up online today. Keep in mind, it had a big uptick yesterday on the results of some engineer testing that it had done. Um, look, we talked about the outlook, we talked about revenue, um, but a lot of it still with Navonics is in the technology. You know, right. they're looking to improve battery technology. And look, uh, they've got money from the U.S. government. they got money from the Inflation Reduction Act. It's just it seems as if it's a bit of a slow burn there and getting, you know,
2: just getting the revenue through the door. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I don't have any other comments about any of the no. other small caps. So let's check and see what is, well, what is happening overnight, dare we say, US CPI again. <laughs> Should we talk <laughs> any more about that or have we said what we needed but to say? also that GDP reading that's come out of the UK, which is obviously weaker than expected. Yeah, 10.30 tonight. If you're keen, you can stay up. Otherwise, when you wake up in the morning, you can see whether it turns into a nothing burger or not.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I'll be, I don't know if I'll be up at 10.30, but I'll definitely be picking up my phone, no doubt, to get on Twitter at some <laughs> point tonight, just because I won't be able to sleep peacefully without knowing. And tomorrow here locally, it gets a bit
2: more exciting. We do have jobs data. Yeah. Jobs data here interesting. locally. Interesting. That'll be very interesting. It does tend to be, this is the monthly series, mm-hmm. isn't it? So it swings around quite a lot. Big uh, ECB policy meeting tomorrow as well now. I think it's still 50 50 whether or not they're going to go, as far as I can ascertain. And then in the US, we have those PPI numbers as well as retail sales for Thursday night, our time. It's a pretty exciting end to the week. I know. Data, data, data. And uh, speaking of data, the ASX 200 finished down, according to my screen, 53 points or 0.74%, which is pretty much tallies for the SIBO 200, down about 10 points, also 7 tenths of a percent. We didn't get our afternoon rally today, Nadine. Aussie dollar really struggling trying to hold on to 64 cents so that risk-off is going through to the currency. And what have we got? I'm just looking at at E-minis. They're they're under a little bit of pressure. Yeah, they're under pressure as well. Nothing
1: dramatic, but you'd be surprised if anybody, yeah, got too overconfident ahead of this CPI read. And as we mentioned, you know, a lot of the conversation will be about what this means for the future path of interest rates in the States. Um, look, I was chatting with a guest yesterday saying they don't obviously anticipate any sort of a change
2: at the next meeting, but come November, you yep. know, still, it's still, still, still the, yeah, yeah, potentially, potentially live at this stage. Anyway, that's probably it for today, isn't I it? Think so. Yes. Done and dusted. We
1: hope you all have a really good evening and we really look forward to you joining us again tomorrow morning. Good evening.